Hey everyone, this episode of the podcast is my conversation with West End rapper Mookie, who just released a new tape on Fourth Quarter Records, produced by BBS Steve of Three Pete. He's joined with Anthony of Fourth Quarter Records, and we talk about the new tape, about Mookie's background in the local breakdancing scene, and a whole lot more. And just a note, there may be a few audio glitches on this one. It's kind of a hazard of doing remote interviews, and uh, honestly, I'm about, I'm about due. The last few have been pretty good, and actually the next couple episodes that you're going to hear are really, really good audio, um, as best as I can get from a remote call. So, this one's a bit rough. There's some points where Mookie is obviously uh, moving around while he's talking. I think he was in a, an area with a bunch of people, and uh, he drops out a couple times. But the conversation's great. It's a really fun interview about someone who's new to the scene, but not really. And uh, nice to get some background on what the label's been doing and how the label's pushing Mookie as a new artist uh, to join kind of their established stable of local rappers. So again, uh, check it out, and I hope you enjoy this episode. But like I said, there are some audio struggles here. I did the best I could to fix it, and I hope you still dig it despite that. Thanks so much for listening. Get up up your ass and get up on the podcast! Welcome to Witch Police Radio. I'm once again uh, doing the remote thing, as is kind of the, the norm at this point, uh, I think, for everybody. And uh, lately, as regular listeners might have noticed, I've been doing a lot of podcasts about the local rap scene. Not intentionally. It just seems like, for whatever reason, I've, I've it's worked out that way. So the last few, I guess, have been people who've been involved in the scene for a really long time. Uh, guys like McEnroe and Yai, and I had Len Bowen on recently. And, you know, they're all kind of... Oh, man, I gotta listen to those. Yeah, they're, they're, they're good, good interviews, too. Yeah, yeah. And those are, like, you know... Uh, veterans of the scene right who've been been doing it for decades now and so it's kind of cool to have someone on this episode who is i mean this is your first release of any kind right yeah this is my first drop of music completely so i think the best way to maybe uh get started is if you want to introduce yourself and there's two of you here but we'll maybe start with uh start with you first mookie and you can explain uh just introduce yourself and a bit of background on, on what you're doing and what this release is about and then we'll get to anthony after that and introduce him as well Word, I'm going to try to not say too much because every time I think about my heart, I just go a little bit left field. Okay. I'm Mookie from the West End. Uh, this is my tape. It's a reflection of pretty much the last 24 years. Okay. And yeah, when, did, when did it come out? Like just recently, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it came out maybe a week ago now, maybe okay. two weeks. Okay. And then, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Anthony, we got you on here because this is a fourth quarter uh, release, right? Yeah, so it's just one of those ones where I'm like, hey, uh, hey, Sammy, do you want you want to do you like this record? Do you want to talk about it? Yeah. So uh, uh, we've been working with Mookie. Mookie's kind of the first, uh, I would say, artist that kind of like the first one where it's like a brand new thing, mm-hmm. and also like uh, first one like outside of the immediate group of like three Pete Feta. Yeah, yeah. So this is kind of something new. It's like his first project, our first like time working that. So it's been a fun process to kind of uh, connect that way. Like this is one I wasn't very connected on creatively. So it's definitely different to kind of take it in after the fact. Like I, I messaged him after I'd listened to it like a few times and I was like, yo, now that it's out and I've listened to it like a lot, <laughs> like it's a deep album. It's it's a very personal album. I was like, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Thank you for sharing it. <laughs> cool. Thank you for the feedback. I definitely put a lot into it. Definitely put a lot into it. How uh, so? So this is your first release. So what's what's your background in the music scene? I understand that you uh, have a background in breakdancing, right? And that's kind of the the world you come from. So I, I 
I don't know anything about that. I mean, I've obviously seen it at shows and stuff, but I have zero like knowledge of what that whole community is like. So can you just give a bit of info on what it's like here in Winnipeg for that whole scene? Yeah, secretly, Winnipeg has a huge break dancing scene or breaking scene. We've had one for years, for years. There's breakers that came before me. I've been breaking for about 11 years competitively. And uh, it was like a sick transition into music. I guess when you understand how to dance to the music, you kind of have a better understanding of how to make it too. Okay. Uh, but breaking is super, super artistic. It's a very abstract art form. It's uh, one of the original elements of hip hop. So basically with my style in breaking is I try to take the foundation and do it in a completely different way than anybody else has done. So one of the complications with that is sometimes people will do your own moves. Sometimes people will come up with moves that similar to yours okay. and pretty much have to take the hard road and completely flip that out. So obviously doing that for as long as you have, you have that connection to the music, right? But what, how, how did the transition happen? Like how, how did you kind of move from, from reacting to music that way to generating your own music? So uh, again, secretly, I've been kind of like rapping for a very long time. I've been rapping since I was like seven years old. My oh, cool. older brother, yeah, my older brother used to make music. He used to work with uh, Fresh IE. So I, got a little bit of a taste of learning how to make bars and figuring out how to rhyme words. And then they got really big into poetry. So just doing that pretty much, I, I figured if I just put out a bunch of pieces of poetry, eventually someone would look at it and be like, this is sick. Cool. And then at the same time I was rapping. So I was like, might as well just make music. So how did this connection happen with, uh, with the fourth quarter guys? I guess Steve produced your, your record, right? Yeah. Well, I've known pretty much all of them for the whole time I was breaking. Uh, Braden's pretty much the only new person to me. Uh, yeah, uh, I've been sending Dylan voice notes for years and years and years, and I'm probably going to use them as little clippets on albums in the future. Cool. But <laughs> basically, yeah, like I've known, I've known Mookie since like all those early breaking shows, and like he's bit like been around the scene, and like with Egg being a breaker, and like right. always and being in that world. It's like the crew that taught my crew. Okay. Cool. 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 So one of the things that, like you know, like I was just saying uh, on the podcast, I've had a lot of the uh, kind of older generation of rap guys, and that's sort of the the connection to that scene that I have is, you know, I grew up listening to all those guys, the Peanuts and Corn stuff, the, you know, Shades and Mood Rough and everybody. And so it's easy for me to just assume that everyone who's involved in rap in Winnipeg has that connection or it has that those influences but i think that i'm just i'm just old and and like <laughs> the people coming out now that's not necessarily the touchstones right so like what is kind of your background in the local scene in terms of what you sort of came up listening to uh what i grew up listening to in the local scene uh that's an interesting question personally honestly like i'll be entirely honest with you i don't necessarily i can't necessarily say how i specifically listen to anybody in winnipeg as music wise okay. i would say that when i started making music i started becoming aware of more artists that were here and then more artists like fresh ie i always knew about fresh ie but i didn't have any of that music personally and that's a, that's my honest honest, okay. honest answer what were you listening to then i mean uh, outside of winnipeg what was the kind of inspiration for, yeah. for this chaos okay so chaos really 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 big influence 50 cents uh there's an artist named Lucky. He's a really big influence of mine. Obviously, The Odd Future is definitely a big influence of sure. mine, too. Uh, things like that, I would say. Uh, yeah. Elcat uh, is also another big influence. Sure. So did you did you feel like a, a kinship with some of the other guys that are on the label eh, in terms of uh, where they're coming from musically as well? Definitely. 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 I feel like everybody is very powerful and everybody's in their own lane. 
and everybody's trying to create their own styles, which is something that it's hard to come by because it's a lot easier to just rap like everybody else. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I find that hip hop too is a genre where, I mean, on one hand, it's always changing and evolving and it's kind of a young man's game where, you know, there's always something fresh and new happening, but at the same time, there's also like a premium on, on having put in the work, right. And put in the experience and stuff. So uh, how do you kind of fit into that? How do you navigate the whole idea of being new to this, but also someone who's been doing it for a long time, right? Honestly, if you want my honest answer, I'm just really jumping in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, fuck it. Can I swear? Sorry. Yeah. 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 Go for it. Yeah. I'm honestly just like, fuck it. I would just jump in, see what kind of happens. Sorry. After me, somebody's walking. But uh, <laughs> look, I'm just like, whatever happens, happens. I love making music. Hopefully people like it and continue to listen to it. So, yeah. How is the tape? I mean, Oh, sorry. sorry. So go ahead, Anthony. Yeah. Oh, I was just gonna say, from my point of view, as like Mookie kind of being the new kid on the scene, it's like to me, to us, and from where I'm coming from, it's like, yo, if Mookie's new to you. Where have you been? <laughs> you know, what I mean? <laughs> he's been around. Like, what do you mean? Oh, right, right. <laughs> like, <laughs> so that, that's how I'm saying. Like, e- even though he's new to the scene, it's like the the energy has been around for a very long time in the culture, right? Right. So. Right. But as I mean, that that makes sense for sure. But when you're kind of, you know, pushing the music out to a wider audience that may not be already familiar with him, right? Kind of what's the, what what are the challenges in, in getting, get, getting him known? Like, you know, because I mean, yeah, like I, there's a lot of people who maybe like three Pete or maybe like, you know, some of these other guys and, and, and they hear, Oh cool. A new artist on this label. Like, how do you sort of get that out to them for them to hear without them knowing already what he'd been involved with? Right. If, they, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But like, what we have to keep in mind is like a good portion of what is our audience here, especially in Winnipeg, is like that is the hip hop scene. Sure, you know what I sure. mean? Like the, the folks that have been around, because like we we made a name for ourselves with three Pete, like doing shows. Like actually, yeah, yeah. that's that's where they came from. So it's like if you've seen us at shows, those are the folks that are going out. So that's like seeing Mookie at, at things from time. And like if you're coming to a three Pete show, you're probably also going to the jam. Sure, you know what I mean. So. And like the first three peat show was a jam, so like those those worlds are very intermeshed. So that's why with us, it all makes sense in the sense of like, oh yeah, he's one of the homies, right? Uh, and this is the, what we're gonna put it out. But then in terms of speaking to a broader audience, that's like that's working the internet, right? Like that was us putting money in a budget, spending money on Facebook ads. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like playing the game in that regard, because I think in, in terms of what is home. And when you listen to the body of work, it's like you listen to it. It's something personal. You know what I mean? That is an intro in itself. And it's like a, a body of work. You know what I mean? Like it, it's a cohesive piece. So that's that the main goal is just to share it as a cohesive piece and now let people kind of gravitate towards it. If it speaks to you, it speaks to you. And that's that's awesome. Well, maybe that's uh, touching on that, the idea of it as a cohesive piece. Like what is sort of the... Uh what is the inspiration behind that piece? Because it's very, it has a tone to it, right? I mean, the whole tape has a, has a vibe to it. Like what's sort of the background behind putting that whole thing together. So I feel like that tape is really just like expressing moments. So a few moments that have defined maybe my manhood and my experience of reality. That's what I would say. So like losing friends, losing love, uh, things like that are definitely influences. Also looking around at the space that I'm in and seeing how people look at me and interact with my consciousness. Okay. Thank you. 
face in the water, sipping my face in the stew. Caught in the pot and I'm melting like pagans are do. Only I'm caught in the picture. Piffin' the swish, showing my mama when I was under my face in the picture. That bottle was in me, so I was making them richer. My face in the bottle, sipping my place by the slivers. Between the rock and a hard place, a place by the river. Wet pace be blue, slipping depression to get you. Left you slipped in the river by the shine of the moon. We was waiting for hours, patient. I'm shining for you. Got this love that I'm never given. I sign it to you. I confided in you. Watch you break all them sails. Pacing down by the riverside in the blueberry hills. At the bottom of bottles, sipping my highs and my fears. My lows and my sights. The truth to their kids. Our influence on them is the reflection they see when they look into their menstrual mirror and talk about their culture. And, and then sonically, I mean, you know, it, it, with Steve's production, how much of involvement did you have in sort of helping choose the tone of how you wanted the the actual beast to sound? I mean, was it a pretty collaborative effort? This is a this is a monkey Steve take, like real, real, real enough. Like me and Steve were in this together from the beginning. Cool. Because yeah, it has that definite like uh, a heavy soul vibe too, right? I mean, there's there's like it's like a lot of old R and B records being sampled on there and stuff. Yeah, definitely. And that's a big influence of mine too. My dad pretty much I like, grew up just listening to Motown and old reggae tracks. Oh, cool, cool. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Where does your um, where does your vocal style come from? Because it sounds very chill. Like I mean, listening to the songs, there's not uh, it's not a lot of aggression on there at all. Which I mean, not not obviously not everyone needs aggression in their music, but it's it's very relaxed. It's very tonally connected to the, to the soul kind of vibes right despite being wrapped yeah uh i think music is also an expression of itself and me as a person i'm I, I can be aggressive but for the most part i'm kind of a chill person so i just wanted to make a body of music that was representative of things that are me sure. as opposed to things that are being aggressive isn't necessarily something i would say is like oh that's me i've been through situations but at the same time, I'm not going to talk. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah. In terms of something uh, that you would do live, though, I mean, how how does that that chilled out vibe? How does that kind of um, how do you represent that live? I mean, because it has it has an energy, but the energy is very low key, right? And I mean, a live show in any type of music is, is very upbeat and very kind of like active, if that makes sense, right? So, how, how do you sort of transfer that to the stage? I've been really thinking about that a lot, especially with this tape. Because it's so introversive and it's so uh, kind of quiet almost. Yeah. Uh, I feel like there's four songs on the tape where when you listen to them, you you have to stop yourself and just think, like, I'm listening to the song. What is going on? The way that the melody is, the way that I tried to make the melody is just, like, you hear, the, you hear the, the way the song sounds before you hear what I'm saying. And the way the song sounds is meant to lead you into listening what i'm trying to say okay okay do you feel there's a challenge to get the listener to do that i mean i I guess what i'm asking is because the way people consume music nowadays especially these days is that it's very uh disposable right it's very kind of uh background noise or or one track and then skipped or 10 seconds into it and then skipped like when you're doing something that kind of 
demands that extra level of listening. How do you, do you expect people are going to do it? Like, do you expect, or is it just sort of the good listeners are going to get it and they're going to keep listening or, or, or what? Yeah. My theory is based off breaking off 11 years and breaking. And my theory is just essentially, if you do it different, there's no way people can't see it. Okay. If you can push the boundaries on how music is supposed to be made and how you want it to sound, somebody's going to fucking make it. Somebody's going to be like, this is dope. Sure. And sure. And I guess those listeners you want to, the ones who are willing to embrace something different and, and, and kind of take that to heart, yeah? With everything is Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, and then also on the level of, like, music being disposable, I don't think you one time and forgot, you know? I'm not trying to make that type of music. I think that is a, a specific type of music, too, and that's good music. It's good for the moments that it has, but my music is meant to be played when everyone listens to it. It doesn't matter. Cool, cool. I guess this is a question for both of you. Like, how, how we're in this weird situation now, this unprecedented situation where everyone's at home. I mean, the fact that we're doing this like this and not in person in the first place, right, is is crazy. How has I mean, you got a release that just came out in the middle of a pandemic. Like, how has that affected kind of your plans for how you wanted to release it, or how you wanted to market it, or how you wanted to just get it out there? Well, uh, I mean, I can, I can speak from my point of view, from the label point of view. It's like, oh, oh yeah, sorry. It's lagging, I think. It's okay. I can, I can still hear you. You can come yeah, through. Well, <laughs> okay. Uh, so, um, for, from the label point of view, it's like, it, obviously, it's not the most ideal to not be able to do a show. Yeah. Because doing a show is where, that's how you can make a real connection, A, because we're all going to be in the room for the same amount of time. So we're going to we're gonna have fun together. You know what I mean? Or you're going to ride it out with me either way. Yeah. Or And then the other thing is... Uh, like that's how you can recoup uh, as an artist and like, you know what I mean? So those things don't exist, but at the same time, it's almost better that it comes out in this time. And that's what I, I love most about the record is because it's supposed to be listened to as one like cohesive chunk. Sorry. So it's like, if you're stuck at home and like you're, you're alone, yeah. this is a good record to be stuck at home alone too, because it's like, it's going to make you think. And even if it's not, you live the same experiences you've had, maybe similar you know what i mean and it'll and it'll have that uh, effect on you that you're going to connect with it on that like raw emotional level right you can devote so time. to me that's that's the that's the upside you know what i mean and then that becomes what the story that we tell because that's the story that we have right now sure uh yeah lots of shows that didn't actually get the opportunity to do. i wish i wish so bad I feel like when you see when you see me perform the songs because the way that I made the songs is almost like it puts me into a state of like I need to like feel this is almost like a, a, a catharsis you know okay. so when you see me on that piece of art that you're gonna look at and be like okay this is it hopefully <laughs> without having the the option to do that live though um, has that sort of changed the whole focus of how you want to get this out there and how you want to sort of introduce yourself as an artist to the wider community? I mean, I know, you, you know, you can use video and things for that uh, to sort of as an option. Like, has that sort of changed? Uh, have you shifted at all in your plans? Uh, no. Sorry, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. No, like the plan, I guess the, realistically, it's like the plan is like, let's put this out and yeah. let's let's live in this moment. You know what I mean? And now it's going to be, I'm going to create what I can create in this moment because it's going to be a minute so we can have fun together. So let me go make some more music. Sure. You know what I mean? And it's like, yo, why can't we, maybe in this time we cut a record that we can break to or, you know what I mean? You never know what's going to happen in this time. Or maybe we make, it doesn't matter. Whatever we make is what we make. So when we get together again, when we can get together again, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. 
And that's the way that, that I think we're looking at it now is like not to focus on what's next because it's like, it's kind of a different game right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're not playing by the same rules. We had a plan. Like we had shows lined up for summertime. We would have had a lot of fun, but now it's just, okay, sweet. Let's see what else we make in this time. And let's see what we have when, you know, it's time to get together again. Okay. You have the opportunity to, to, to figure that stuff out and to try new things, I guess. Right. Like, I mean, cause you know, yeah, experiment a little, Yeah. Let, let's have fun. Let's do new things. Let's do, let's take time for those things that we didn't have time for before. A million percent, a million percent. Cool, cool. So if this this tape is basically, I guess at this point, like a calling card for you, right? You can say, look, this is me. This is my. This is what I sound like. This is who I am. What's sort of the next step then? Once this is out, once it's been heard. I mean, it's out now, but once it's been heard by enough people and you've kind of, you know, made an impact outside of the community you're already in, what's sort of your next plan? Uh, two things. I want to make music people enjoy listening to. Continue doing that. And then the second thing is, I got shit to say. Yeah. So I just really want people to hear what I have to say because I think I'm going to say some stuff that a lot of people have felt but not necessarily put into their music when it comes to Winnipeg. Okay, okay. Do you, do you want to elaborate that on that at all? Like, in what sense? Not really. Not, <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to give it up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, yeah. What I would say, how, how would I say? I just want to talk about, I just want to talk about my upbringing as a black man in the West End. Okay, okay. Space and piffin' on a mission Keep it real and keep it kicking. I've been kicking, I've been on my lawn And I feel I'm living, I make the decisions I done caught the wave path Motherfuckers couldn't say that Can't sleep more than what I am And I tread the waters And them seven seas, I done running deep It ain't about the paper I done seen a lot of cream And did a lot of capers You will never read Got these dirty forces and them crooked teeth When I couldn't even get nothing to eat my pops is broke, gained a lot of leads out of poverty Seen a lot of dreams and did a lot of seas Hoping not to swim, I seen this before I ain't made it through the door I'm a river sand, hoping I'ma swim If you jumping in, hope you know to swim Cause I don't, I've been sinking And I feel at home, watching on my own I ain't made it through the door I'm on rivers and over for a vision of a ghost I've been watching sin, y'all been watching me Dutty forces in them crooked teeth If I try to listen, I'm like at the bottom of my seat Talking about ambition, shining over shores like where they rest I'm on river's end, hoping I might make it through the door Hoping I can swim, hoping for a vision of a ghost Or some oxygen, I ain't nervous I know God is watching while I'm off the steps I be sinking and I feel at home, watching all alone Hoping for a vision of a ghost And my river's end, in them seven seas Learned a lot from sin Cause my pops is broke, gained a lot of leads out of poverty Seen a lot of dreams and did a lot of seas Hoping not to swim, I seen this before I ain't made it through the door 
I'm a river sand, hoping I'm a swim. If you jump in there, hope you know the swim. Cause I don't, I've been sinking and I feel at home. Watching on my own, I ain't made it through the door. I'm on rivers and open for a vision of a ghost. I've been watching sin, y'all been watching me. Dutty forces in them crooked teeth. Well, maybe just to, to jump off that a bit, I mean, I think that's one thing that uh, Winnipeg, and especially a lot of the uh, like the three-peat stuff and everything, has been good for, uh, good at, is is really representing a, a unique kind of, this is the West End of Winnipeg, or this is this area of Winnipeg, or this is this particular cultural background I have. And I think it's very easy now with hip-hop being like the most popular genre in the world for there to be kind of a, almost a flattening of the uniqueness of it. Like a lot of people will, in Winnipeg will be trying to sound like they're from New York and they've been doing that for decades, but it's so much easier now. Right. So like how important is it for you to represent your unique cultural background and your unique Winnipeg background on, on what you do? Music is like a feeling like when you make music, it's like meant to feel good when you're making it. So it's like, if I'm not representing myself, I don't feel anything. So that's like how I would say it. it's just like about when I'm in the when when we hear a beat, it sounds good. I want to make something to this. This is the sound I want to make. This is something that I feel confident that is a uh, uh, a good a good representative of myself. Okay. Um, do you think that there is something about this city that like, does Winnipeg have a sound? I mean, Winnipeg has a lot of sounds, but I always like hearing people's opinions on this because I think that there's whether it's country music or hip hop or metal or, or punk rock, there's always something very Winnipeg about it, I think. And I, 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 I've been trying to figure out what it is for years because I can kind of rec- you can kind of recognize it, right? Like, do you have any conception of what Winnipeg sound is or what makes it a Winnipeg sound? Uh, that's a crazy question. Uh, I look at it again from the perspective of breaking. So what makes Winnipeg breakers different than other cities? Uh, when it comes to breaking in Winnipeg, we are a lot more gritty. We're okay. a lot more low bass and maybe we do a, a little bit more like thread. I think, uh, I think you cut out for a second there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, you, I missed that whole <laughs> yeah. 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 It looked like you were saying I something. You threading. Yeah, you were saying something okay. very, very uh, deep, I could tell. Based Super on your... profound, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and we were just we're like, can like, you like, hear yeah. it? I don't want to ruin it. Yeah, I know, exactly. By yeah. saying I can't hear yeah. it. I was hoping it got caught on the recorder, maybe, but no, you, uh, you want to try it again? <laughs> yeah, I'll try it. It was from threading. Yeah, yeah. Abstract. There's a lot of very powerful people in very abstract lanes. Okay. That's what I would say. Like people, I think that's a really good comparison, though. Like the b-boy comparison to to hip hop in Winnipeg is like 
a very good comparison because it's like it's it is very gritty it's very intricate you know what i mean like it may not be the flashiest moves but they're fucking hard to do right you know what i mean like and once you can understand that it makes you respect that you know what i mean but it, there's not a lot of people who understand that and that's what i think winnipeg is in the b-boy world and that is also a very good translation to what it is in the hip-hop world because even when, when we went to uh to uh rotterdam uh, i think it was um Malcolm J played yep. some she played some music for him. Then I played some music for them, and they're like, "Damn, y'all really like to rap, huh?" <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like <laughs> is that <a> bad? Thing? <laughs> and then I, in that moment, I realized it's like, yeah, I guess Winnipeg really likes to rap. I like, think I think we do. Yeah, 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 like we do really like rappers, rappers like skill matters totally. where, where where we come from, you know. So. Yeah, good, good comparison, great comparison. Their existence is that of a schizophrenic vulture. Yeah, there's no repentance. They are bound to live an infinite consecutive executive life sentence. So what are you bound to live, nigga? So while you're out there serving the time and be happy and sync with the sun, while you run from the moon, life of the womb reflected by guns, worship of moons, I am the sun, and we are public enemies, no? City get the money and no victims is kept. Took a battalion of haters on all by myself. Carry the blade, they wish to watch. I seen them enrage. I ain't paid for the struggle, it's a part of my ways. Talk my slang, they told me I won't make it alive. Walk with a limp, but I pick up my feet when I slide. Mama made a man out of poltergeist. Had to roll the dice, working on the nine, I hope it goes alright. I put it on a patch right when the going's nice. Still know how to duck and roll my shoulder when the brodies fight. It's all love till it's hating and it's lonely nights. My baby left me and my niggas when they chose the side. I'm sipping slow and piffing smoke to keep my nose from white. She drive me crazy till I take it down the ocean drive. There's pressure on these minerals, I gotta get mine. The type of energy they sending me. They just wanna see me up on bending me. My highs and my lows, they looking like my friends but acting like my enemy. I ain't got a fear in my heart, see no equal. They told me that we all was evil. Well, I think the, the grittiness thing too, uh, even outside of hip hop, right? I mean, I think that one of my kind of regular assumptions about Winnipeg music is that, especially when it comes to like roots music and country music and folk music and all that stuff, Winnipeg likes, I mean, Winnipeg loves that stuff, but we also really like it here when it has, it sounds kind of broken when there's like something uh, a bit off about it and a bit Hurrah. grimy and dirty. Yeah, and raw. And that's why so many of the country guys are former punks and vice versa, right? Because like it, it, it all relates. So I think hip hop is, is definitely connected into that as well. I would definitely agree with that. That's, that's really cool. I don't know about the country, but I know a little bit about the punk scene. Yeah. Really cool. Really cool one, yeah, Winnipeg's got huge scenes, and I mean, hip hop, punk, and country folk are all massive here, and I think there's a lot of crossover in terms of audiences and in terms of just attitude, too, right? So. Yeah, 
Absolutely. I, I listen to pop music. I listen to rap music. I listen to R&B. Yeah, lots of different music, lots of different influences. And, and I have a real appreciation for all those cultures. Well, I think that might actually be sort of a, one of the main differences between kind of generationally is that now, I mean, because everything is available to everyone, right, music-wise, I think a lot of younger artists, regardless of what type of music they're playing, they're just drawing from all over the place. Whereas before, I mean, that that still happened, of course, right? But it, it was definitely more people were stuck in their little uh, in their little corner and they were just drawing from there. But now it's just, it's so wide open. Like, uh, do you feel like uh, other styles are finding their way into your music really strongly? Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. R&B, R- uh, singing, uh, I like, I like, I don't know, maybe it'd be like alternative rock or something, like the idea of singing over acoustic. I really like that concept, and I feel like that's something I want to delve into oh, understanding cool. better. So, yeah, definitely other music is a really big influence. Uh, again, I grew up on Motown and, and reggae music, so if anything, those would be the first things I would draw before it would even be rap music. Yeah. Definitely rap, because like my brother, hip-hop, rap, fresh I da 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 had hella music, but uh, Motown and R&B and reggae, definitely. So that stuff is just like in your DNA, right? That stuff is just comes through regardless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You hear a song, you didn't know the name of the song, but you know all the lyrics. You have no idea why. Sure. Yeah, because it's just embedded <laughs> in your brain, right? Yeah. For sure. your, your parents are first generation too, right? Like, uh, they're both from their original countries. I'm the first generation. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, you're the first. Yeah, same as us and same as Egg and yeah, that's yeah. dope. Well, and that's that's another thing about Winnipeg too, right? I think we talked about this on one of the three peat episodes. Like, I mean, my dad's an immigrant too, right? Everyone's got immigrant parents here, or, or at least grandparents, right? And like, it's yeah. it brings so much cool stuff from all the different cultures, yeah. and then it becomes this weird gritty Winnipeg thing. <laughs> yeah, but it's perfect and beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's it's really cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, if people are hearing about you for the first time on the show, what's the best way for them to find out more about, uh, you know, first of all, hear your stuff, and secondly. Once all this ends, find out if you're playing shows or, or catch you that way. Mm, uh, I believe my Instagram would probably be the best way to find out about that type of information. Okay. Uh, yeah, I would probably say my Instagram. Follow my Spotify. All my music is eventually going to go there. So if you want to hear my music, follow my Spotify, please. Cool. Cool. And then I guess a lot of it's uh, connected to all the fourth quarter stuff too, right? Yeah. 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 So you can find us fourth quarter records all spelled out on uh, on Instagram. Uh, so we're trying to use that more um, and just, yeah, play, play the online game because we've been playing the local game for so long that, you know, it's about time we got online and sure. and did all of that. So we got a band camp on there, fourth quarter records uh, band camp and just hustling that maybe make some new merch with Mookie. You know what I mean? Like just, just trying to be a record label. You yeah, know what I mean? Cause yeah. for, for a long time, it was just kind of this umbrella that existed for us to work out of. Uh, but now with uh, new cats on like Mookie and stuff, it's like it's a good opportunity to like help other people realize their dreams and maybe quicker than they would if it was starting from nothing. You know what I mean? Sure, because yeah, yeah. It's like we know how to do some of these things already, so let's just speed it up and like let's have fun. Absolutely. Are you guys hoping to find more artists too? I mean, like you know, now you've got Mookie in the fold here, and you've got. Uh, <laughs> I mean, guys. yes and yes and no, because it's like when you think about three Pete, that's three that's three solo artists right there. Sure. You know what I mean? And then when you have a, a producer like Steve, it's like he ends up producing a whole project for Mookie. You know what I mean? Who's the next person that produces a whole project for? We're like you're you're working on it, right? So it's it's a, important to keep it open but like always looking for great female artists too there seems to be a lack in like winnipeg hip-hop so it's like i'm always looking for that like yeah that that'll be that'll be dope and there's a couple uh of young cats that like we just i don't know if it's that we put out your music but maybe we just help in some way you know like and just help 
facilitate a lot of the, the stuff that's coming out of Winnipeg because we have the platform, we've been able to do it. And so if we can help, why not? Is there anything else kind of scheduled for the near future with you guys? Any other releases or anything happening? Yeah, so we, we just did Mookie's uh, project. He'll be working on new stuff. And then uh, Len Bowen, we're going to be working on a project with Len nice. Bowen that Steve produced all of as well. Nice. So Steve's like really been busy in the production side of things. Like, and that's, I think, was what's going to be start seeing now. You know, like this Mookie project came together really quickly and really organically. And like, that's something that's important to fourth quarter. And like, that's the stuff that actually gets done. It's the stuff that comes together so quickly and so naturally. It's like, you know, with a three P record or meeting with Feta or yeah. this Mookie record. It's like so it felt good. And then we got the Len Bowen stuff that's coming out. So they have I think they're breaking it up in an interesting way. So that'll be fun as well. Uh and then uh Feta and Steve have a whole project that's finished. Steven Tyler too that we had a whole plan for and then yeah. you know got got to where we are now. So that's why it's been a interesting opportunity because we hit pause on a lot of things. So it made room for this to happen quick and and uh I'm happy for it. Cool. Well, it's, it's funny. No, you so, uh, Central Exchange. Sorry, Central Exchange. I can't Dylan, hear you. Dylan Ed Riley, Central Exchange. That's coming out too. Cool, cool, cool. I was going to say, it's funny you mentioned the Len Bowen thing because I had him on a few weeks ago and he was talking about this project he's excited about, but he didn't want to give away too many details. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was very, very, like, you know, playing it close to the vest and uh, I, this is obviously what he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, we didn't know what we were going to do with it. And, like, now that we are where we are, it's like, okay, we, the grant season is going to be far away. And it's like, let's just, we have a couple songs, let's put them out. You know what yeah, I mean? So yeah. now that we know that and we have a single coming out on the 27th, I don't know when this is coming out, but like, you know, why, why not? Yeah. yeah. Tis the season. Like everybody's stuck at home. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Everybody yeah. wants to listen to music right now, I feel. I feel like everyone wants to listen to something. Yeah. Or, or everyone wants to do something creative too, right? It's like the perfect time to, yeah. to, to you know, you always wanted to do a project, do it now. You have, you have, you got minutes, seriously. you got hours, yeah. yeah. I'm going to talk too much about that because I'm going to get fired, but yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Okay, so we're... we're, we're I can't hear. You can't hear anyone? I can't hear him. Okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Can you hear me now? I can yeah. hear you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how this sounds when I listen back to it, but uh, you, you're yeah. coming through okay, yeah. <laughs> It'd be kind of funny if the guy who the interview's about is just not there. <laughs> yeah. It's just me asking questions. I was like, like, you were reacting, so I was like, okay, I'm not going to say anything. But like in that <laughs> moment, I was like, I didn't hear a word that you said, and I, looked, I felt like we were looking at each other. <laughs> Well, it's one of the challenges of doing it like this, right? Like, I mean, I'm so used to doing them in person where it's it's very different. I mean, even though we're looking at each other's faces right now, it's definitely not the same dynamic. I mean, it's uh, and you have these weird tactical things that happen, like where you know someone will just drop out, or there'll be like weird feedback noises and stuff. And but you know, it's yeah, uh, yeah. I'm glad I can still do this despite. Yeah, totally. Moment, so. That's awesome, and I bet like you have probably have more people than ever that are interested in like reaching out and all of that, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, and the more listeners too, just because like people have nothing to do, right? yeah. so why not listen to more podcasts? Why not listen to more music? Right? Yeah. So yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. You have tons of great episodes, like for people to go back to too. That's that's the dope part. If they're just finding you now off this, yeah, that's actually kind of fly. Yeah, it's cool. There's there's too many. <laughs> so they got time. They get, they get, yeah, yeah. you got to make like a top, the best of like the, the collection that from from you guys. So like the cheat sheet. Here's how you get cut up some great episodes. That's actually there. a really good idea. I should do that because there's there's so much archive. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that's a good idea. How many how many episodes are you on now? Uh, this will be 482 or something like that. Like hey, I'm, I'm coming oh, up on 500 shit. soon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's wild, man. Salute, bro. Salute. That is has hard work. I do a podcast and I'm not that consistent. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, but you got you got the music stuff going on in the fourth quarter stuff, right? this is this is my replacement for playing a band yeah 
<laughs> right on okay cool well yeah i appreciate uh you guys taking the time for this uh hopefully you can uh take advantage of the weird quarantine thing we're in right now and get this music out to more ears than maybe uh because you got people glued you know they're captive audience right so hopefully you can get that and, and then once things lighten up get some shows and uh kind of get the ball rolling but yeah i really appreciate the time and uh thanks a lot guys Murder, how to break a heart in 24 Pieces I was, I guess you the one that made my baby so sinful Repercussions, fuck him, I drift, I no longer wishful I guess you the friend who been stealing my friend oh, 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 oh. I feel gravity, I don't need to see to know I'm born to fly I feel sanity leaving me as I reach into the brine Murky, I was sipping, living oceans, I do do the times I've been here again, been here before my seventh life. I'm before your wise, you call it worthy. I call it cause she won't stop calling. <laughs>